from the penthouse suite at Oracle Park in San Francisco, California. I'm Schmitty, and this is Talking Schmidt. Today on the show, we got Alana Smith. I first met Alana. Wow, honeybee, come on. Honey! God damn it. I first met Alana at the training compound down in Mesa, Arizona, several years back. I remember filming her doing a perfect tray flip, which went nuts on the Thrasher Instagram. And since then, I've got to get to know her from seeing her at most of the contests and uh, when I'm down in Arizona. She's a member of the very small group of girls that have landed a 540 on Vert. She's also done the Mega. She got the silver medal in her first X Games at the age of 12 years old. She's won the combi. She's kind of done it all, and she's not even 21. Anyway, I've been hoping to get our schedules in line for a while, and I'm super stoked it all worked out. Uh, before we start, though, let's check in on the good friend Jeremy Rogers. Who got the pin to my visa? Um. Also, real quick, just want to say thanks to everyone that supported the Tim McKenney deck release. Shout I think out. There's only like five of the 50 we made left, and it's been not only a huge success, but damn, has it increased old McKenney get some free gears confidence. Uh, great to see Tim smiling, chiming in with some positivity as always, but just feeling good. Uh, he's been landing some never-before tricks on his board, and he's pumped, man. Summer's coming, and the days are getting longer. So, yeah, that's all been good. So appreciate all y'all. Um, also, big love to all you shops that have been sending me stickers in the mail. Shout I fucking out. love getting snail mail. And uh, the sticker binder and my back wall here are getting thick. Check it out. West side. Pavement. Dogwood. Precinct down in Australia. Are you kidding me? That was amazing getting a snail mail from Down Under. Boneless. Good times. Hesh dogs. Oh, yeah. Tiki room. Prestige. I see you up there. Anyway, cheers to all y'all. Keep it coming. If you're not seen up on there, DM me, get my address, send me your stickers. I'm like a little kid again with all this stuff. Really loving it. Okay, enough about me. Let's uh, go to our next guest. I hope y'all enjoy this one as much as I did. Uh, Alana Smith is a ruler. Cheers. This is Alana Smith, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn, isn't it? All big dogs in. Schmitty! 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I can <laughs> shit my pants. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. It's right. about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy who thinks he's tough shit? What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty, what the fuck? Let's hear it for Greg Smith. All right, so check this out, everybody. My name is Greg Smith. 
I'm interviewing Alana Smith, and my podcast is Talking Schmidt. So there's a lot of Schmidt Smith references possibly going on today, but don't let it scare you. We got one of the best in the biz here, young girl that came up and did a 540 at 12 years old and many more things that we're going to all find out about today. Thanks for joining us, Alana. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How you been? You doing okay? You staying healthy? Yeah, I'm out here trying to stay healthy, just working out and everything. I've been off the board for a little bit just because uh, uh, I had an ankle sprain, but it was on like my inner ankle, so it took a little extra time. Right. Yeah, finally being able to skate again, which just felt nice. Of course, it's always tough coming back from like an injury, just mentally and everything, but yeah. I guess now might be the best time to be injured, though. It seems like everybody's got like downtime and it's winter, so could be worse. This is true. It could be mid competition season. <laughs> yeah. it's going to be one. That would be very exciting. Um, so, where were you born? You, were you born in Arizona? I was, yeah. Born and raised in Mesa, Arizona. Mesa? Yeah. Okay, and what what was it like uh, early on in your life? Like, did you just, once you started walking, did you start, like, jumping on bikes and, like, I mean, you're skateboarding, like, at a good level at 12 years old. What are the first 11 years? What are you doing? Yeah, I was definitely a very active child. Like, I think around, it was, like, nine months or something. I was, like, climbing. We lived in, like, this townhouse, you know, like, all of the houses are put together. I used to climb through the balcony, like, bars and would just walk on the roof of, like, the townhouses. So, it's definitely, like, that adventure kid. I started doing motocross when I was, like, probably four to, like, six. And that's, like, how I got into skating because I used to watch Moto on X Games. And I was, like, oh, skating exists. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you were riding a motorbike at six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did, I definitely What, like got a 50 it. or something? Oh, yeah. Just probably my first one was like a, I don't even know. It was probably electric at that point. And then I finally got like a gas one and I was so hyped and it was a 50. Just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. What was it about the X Games that like made you like say skateboarding? Well, because back when I first saw it, they had Women's Vert. So, like, Women's Vert came on, and I was like, oh, people do that? Like, that's a thing? Like, women actually go and skate? Because, of course, like, I had friends in the neighborhood that would skate, but I always, like, my parents kind of would turn it down and be like, nah, that's not for you. And then I saw them, and I was like, oh, so I can do it. They just don't want me to. And, of course, I begged for like a year straight to get a board and I finally got one and just nobody's been able to take me off of it, I guess. <laughs> Do you remember like um, anybody sticking out? Like was who was skating or anything or were you too young to identify who, who was who? I was pretty young. Um, there was this one kid in our neighborhood. I don't know if you'd watch this, but we lived on golden street. He was a really cool guy. <laughs> so if he does see this for some reason, hey. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have uh, brothers or sisters? I have three younger sisters. So, okay. Did yeah. they, were they into it at all or were they just, you were crazy? 
Oh yeah, they all thought I was crazy <laughs> for the longest time. Um, I my youngest sister is actually starting to get into it now, which is really cool. She like sends me little videos of her trying to like do tricks. Of course, it's like the just like the little basic things, but it's so cute to see. And it's really nice. <laughs> oh fuck, that's rad. What about gymnastics? How how extensive is your gymnastics career? Oh, very short term. <laughs> really? I was just not about it mainly because they, it was like almost a requirement to wear like a leotard. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd come in with like just dicky shorts and like a big t shirt. And they'd be like, Alana, look, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're not getting any better than this. But it was fun while it lasted. Okay, so you start cruising around, figuring out the skateboard logistics, and then pretty soon kids that rip or like what 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 happened with like your progression? How did it like you take it to the next step of just like on your knees pushing to like, yeah. you know? It was pretty quick um, because when I lived in that one neighborhood that I first started skating in, Jeff Jewett was literally – like two houses across from me and just like saw me skating one day and he was like hey I think you'd really like to go to this place so I like went not knowing what it was going to be like and just was hooked because it had everything you could want there and just being able to like skate with other people be like sick I'm learning stuff having coaches to kind of help me out it was just a lot of fun and after that, I stayed there for a really long time with, like, Jed Jagger Trey. Like, we had our little crew, which mm. was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we just skated every day, sun up to sundown. Eventually, like, got to a point of where we did homeschooling at the gym. So, like, there wasn't a time that we weren't there. So, so for people that don't know, this is kind of like a Woodward, right? It's like an indoor, big, wooden facility that has pretty much everything. Like there's foam pits, vert ramp, a street course. Is yeah, that right? Pretty much, yeah. So I don't know. Back when we first were skating, there wasn't – there was like foam pits into for like gymnasts and stuff. But skating-wise, we didn't really use it. We used like mats. Mm-hmm. Just like mats. Uh but yeah, we had mini mega, bowl, mini ramp, full street course, just like it has the mini mega in there. Yeah, just like a mini mini mega, <laughs> like as small as you can put, like okay. it as big, but still as small enough to be in a building. Uh, but yeah, it was so much fun. We all just would sit there all day long. We'd like do school and our lunch breaks. We'd go and skate, like instead of actually eating. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're just going to go skate or jump on like the trampolines or something. But us being like, what, nine, 10, 11 years old, we could kind of get away with that. <laughs> okay. Were you drawn to the vert ramp because that's what you saw? Or like, what were you doing initially? What were you trying to do? Like when you had your skateboard and you were like, looking at this whole facility, what was the one fun zone or like the most challenging that you wanted to get good at or whatever? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really liked all of it. Avert was of course, just because I was so young and I looked so big, it was really scary at first. But once I did, I enjoyed like the adrenaline rush of it. And the fact that you just felt like you were flying for the most part. Um, I don't know. Maybe like, mini ramps and then I've always had like a really 
big soft spot for like street skating of course like i kind of started my so-called career with like transition and everything but i grew up skating everything so it just felt normal to be like oh like i can just go and skate like a park and not be stressed about certain things but yeah you remember doing your first kickflip oh yeah (laughs) definitely took a while but it Definitely was super hype, just full fists in the air, just everything. Was it there? Um, no, it was at uh, Apache Junction Skate Park hmm. out in Arizona. That was like the park that I originally was skating at, just when I could, and then I went to KCR. But I kind of bounced back and forth between the two. Was that what was something that you did that like I'm assuming either an ollie or a kickflip probably is like the trick that maybe took a while to get. And then once you got it, that opened the door for a lot of other things a little quicker, like, oh, I could do a shove it or whatever, you know, I don't know. Um, I definitely think at first it was probably like just an ollie in general, because when I started realizing like oh i can go up on stuff like i can ollie onto things and skate that that's Mm. kind of like what got me started and i was like there's so much that i could do and then of course like skating transition stuff like learning your first like axle stall or rock the fakie being able to like connect all the pieces together yeah i I definitely feel like when i was young i progressed pretty fast in the beginning and i think it was because i was having so much fun with it and literally wasn't doing anything else but it was i can just remember how great it felt what came first airs on vert or a kickflip on street um probably a kickflip honestly just Uh because i was maybe doing like little ollies like over hips and stuff and like bowls but definitely not doing airs yet but i think I think around the time that I was doing kickflips and stuff, I was like learning like back disasters, front disasters, just like basic lip tricks on like quarter pipes and stuff. But mm. yeah. Dang. <laughs> and so were you in tune with like um, magazines and videos? Like w- were you into doing it, but also into other people that were doing it? Did, like did, did you see people that were like motivating you or like those people are epic? I definitely looked up more when I was younger to like contests because I was kind of like the only scene I was kind of exposed to just Mm. a lot of it was competing based so I'd look up to people like Nora and Mimi and just like Lindsay like the whole crew that was like just skating contests when I started growing up skating Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get into watching videos until I got older like around like 14 15 16 like more so now like just sitting there watching like every part that comes out yeah yeah i definitely grew up watching all like the contest skaters and just being like that's what i want to do just go and compete with everybody else so did you meet mimi at a contest or how'd you and mimi meet i don't remember the first time that we met i know she we had like came to this conversation of being like hey like around like when hoopla kind of started coming out and they're like we'd like love to like flow you board so we like met at a starbucks like i remember us having that conversation and me telling my mom and just being like listen we need to go to california (laughs) so we can we literally got up that morning drove to cali went to the starbucks and had a conversation with her because i was like 
we need to go do this. Oh, <laughs> that's just so hype to literally be at a, like in a room with somebody that I looked up skating. Was that Hoopla? Yeah, that was for Hoopla. So did you, had you ever met her before or just talked to her? Um, I think we just had talked at that point. Oh, I might have like said hi at like an X Games I got to go to because my parents like had gotten me tickets or my bio parents had gotten me tickets. Um, but yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. I just remember, I think it, my mind might kind of be clouded because like the first X Games I went to, Nora was there. And out of, it was like around the time that I was like skating a bunch of contests, like King of the Groms and just like typical, like every kid knows the contest. Um, and I walked up because I was watching vert practice and Nora comes up to me and she's like, hey, you're Awana. Like you're the the kid that's been skating everything. And I was like, was stopped in my tracks, just didn't say anything. Just like jaw dropped to the floor. It's like, she just said my name, which is crazy to think like how close of friends we are now. But it's, that was definitely like my starstruck moment when it came to skating. Okay. Fuck, that's so cool. How old were you when you made the drive to California? Is it, Are you 11 or 12? Or? Yeah, I think I was 11 at the time. Like, I had, like, just turned 11. Wow. And yes. looking back, how old are you now? Like, 19 or something? Uh, 20. Yeah, 20. I turned 21 at the end of the year. Oh, damn. <laughs> but now that you're older and you're able to kind of, like, soak some of this stuff in, looking back... Do you think that at that time you were understanding what was going on and you were excited or were you just a kid thinking this is what happened and it wasn't that big of a deal? No, I definitely think I had like somewhat of an understanding of like you don't just normally just meet like your idol and they're like, hey, like <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> I was just mind blown by the fact of that. Like, uh-huh. I think like I knew contest wise things were starting to like kick off really fast like i was just like getting a lot of exposure from people mm -hmm. but i wasn't i was so focused i mean i was so young just like focused on skating that i didn't realize how much like it was actually exposing me to other people um but i just like have those little moments and pieces bits and pieces of realizing like how much it actually did and just like being able to like meet my idols and be like yeah you're Lana <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> yeah you're um, Nora <laughs> you're Mimi <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah Mimi is the best too like what a good person to have as kind of your older sister or whatever you know like your team manager and just like you're in good hands <laughs> Literally, she's she's been great. I we've always joked around. She's like my fairy godmother. She's like <laughs> always has always been there. Has always like taking me under her wing and like taking care of me. Made sure that I got my chocolate milk and pork rinds on skate trips. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's your go-to or the pork oh, pork yeah, rinds. That was especially like 12, 13, 14, Like that was that consisted of my diet: just pork rinds and chocolate milk. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> and either you hide it really well or you're not a very nervous person. I think I hide it really well. <laughs> oh, yeah? You oh, seem yeah. like when I see you at contests or around and stuff, you just, 
you seem relaxed, you're dancing or doing your thing. And you don't seem like, oh, my, you know, a lot of people are like my run. Some people throw up before they skate. Like I've seen it all. Yeah, I I think me like running around and dancing is kind of like my way of shaking it up. Yeah, like shaking off and trying to get my nerves out because it's at the end of the day. Like I skate because like I find like I've had always had a passion for it and I find it fun and like I get to go and skate these contests with like my best friends that I've grown up with or looked up to and everything. So at the end of the day, I'm like, I could blow my run, but the fact that I'm still here, like means so much more to me, like Mm. who doesn't want to like get first or podium. But at the end of the day, like I'm just hyped that I'm in the position. I I was really, um, kind of impressed by when I met you, you seem to kind of be super in tune with the fact that you were young. And I felt like you would be like, if I win or lose, I'm still like, I'm 14. Like I got a lot of time ahead of me or whatever, you know, like, I think that's such a great perspective to have. Like you're not putting, maybe other people are putting pressure on you, but in your way, you're kind of seeing it like, I'm going to try my best, but like, that's all I can do. Yeah, exactly. I definitely had a lot of pressure being put on me. I didn't have the greatest um, household growing up. I guess that's the way to put it. Like, Mm. it was really rough, especially, like, when skating started to take off. and Like, I started making money and everything from contests or whatever that may be. I think it kind of first started around, like, that first X Games I went to. So I definitely had a lot of pressure when it came to that because I don't really have like the greatest, like I have a really good relationship with my biological dad, but when it comes to like my biological mom, I, I haven't talked to her in maybe like five years now. Yeah. It's been a while. So definitely wasn't great, but yeah, I think I was always so happy when it came to skating one, of course, because of the passion for it, but because like that was my family Like, that was the only place where I could, like, be me and, like, have fun. And, like, that was literally my escape away from, like, a really abusive household. So I think I just enjoyed the fact that I wasn't being, like, hurt as much. And I wasn't put down in that situation. Like, it brought me that much happiness rather than being at home. Mm -hmm. So it definitely, like... I think I just really made sure to soak it in for as long as I could. So your first X Games contest, was that when you got the silver medal? Mm-hmm. That was your first time going. And mm-hmm. where was that? In Barcelona. So it was like my first time <laughs> leaving the country. First time wow, skating for that game. I'm like so heavy. against Mimi. I'm like, what is happening? It was so hectic. Because I think, so it was me, Mimi, Nora, Leticia was in it, Bufani, um, Jules, Lizzie. Alicia? Alicia was definitely in it. That was like around when we started getting close to me and Alicia became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Years, but it was nuts. I, di- I didn't even know. Like, I just remember <laughs> being so bummed that I didn't make the mixed voice because at that point I hadn't, or I did make it prior, but I didn't have it consistent yet. And I just remember being so bummed. And I'm like, damn, I didn't make the trick. Like, the line wasn't there. And I'm, like, getting out of the bowl, getting ready to, like, take my pads and stuff off. And, like, 
reporters are like trying to like pull me to the side they're like you need to come over here like we're trying to interview you for getting second place because I didn't look at the leaderboard like I didn't care that much like I was just hyped that I was there and like skating with everybody um oh so you were kind of disappointed in your run and didn't notice the standings (laughs) not really like I was just good being like in my head I was like I definitely didn't get enough points to like do well uh-huh. But I was hyped that, like, I got my first run down. I was like, that one was solid. I tried to get the mix with I was bummed, of course, that I didn't make it. Hog <laughs> is fucking scratching in the back. <laughs> uh, right. But, yeah, I just, like, assumed that I didn't make podium because I'm skating with, like, all of my idols. Like, how would I podium with all of them there? But, yeah, they just pulled me aside, and they're like, yeah, you got second place. Like, you're the youngest medalist in X Games history. Like, we need to come and interview you now and i just like the whole trip felt like a literal dream it was so nice yeah i mean just that was was that your first time leaving the country too mm-hmm. yeah other than like mexico but like that was for like a cruise one time right but, like, being able like i got a passport for it when like had to take the passport picture yeah hated <laughs> you flew like what eight hours or whatever it is from arizona and then you're in another country where they're speaking different language and you're yeah. damn that's yeah. amazing right it was, it was so crazy and then so that was not the contest that you landed the 540 no, the contest I made the five in was uh, at Exposure. So Amelia's contest, yeah. And that was like within a year later or something, right? Is that 2013? Yeah, so I made the five three months later in November. Oh, damn. Yeah, so it was around like, I think it was like in like June, July. I think it was in July, actually, now that I'm like thinking back to it. And then I made the five like November that month, November 3rd. Was that, <laughs> had Lindsay done it yet? Um, She had done it at a demo. Uh-huh. I think either that year or like a year before. Cause I remember seeing that and I was like, I could do that. I was like, I want to try that. <laughs> so I started spinning them for like a year straight. It was just spinning them, spinning them, spinning them. And like got the muscle memory of just like going to my knees which was like awful to try to break uh-huh. of course like being in the crowd with like at exposure it just like clicked it's like oh wow this <laughs> is fucking win made it big twist 540 come on crowd fire up keep the noise going a lot of smiths 540 I mean, Alana Smith's McTwist was not a 540. That was actually a McTwist. Honestly, I didn't think she was going to make it. No, not that she couldn't. That's just a hard trick to do. And she kept falling, and I was like, if she doesn't program her brain, it's not going to happen. you got to stomp on it. Well, she stomped on it. It was radical. That's all. I don't know. It was rad. <laughs> what do you have to say to other girls looking up to you that want to skate one day? If you guys want to skate, skate. It's amazing and fun. <laughs> Have you done them since then? Yeah, I've done a few. Not so much recently, but I made one. I got them pretty consistent. The few times that like I really made them and they mattered was huh. uh, at Bird Attack. I made it that year. Malmo? Won, yeah, won the first year. Well, I won back to back. I think the second year was the time that I made it. Damn. That one... That ramp is so fun, though. Like, because it's just, like, small enough, but it's so 
whippy that uh-huh. like it brought me out the perfect amount. It was such a fun contest. And the sessions look like they're just so backyard style that like everyone's just having such a good time that it like pushes people to skate like better than normal. It seems like Literally. like the first time I saw Clay Kreiner, he was yeah. skating that ramp and it was like, what the hell is going on out there? It's so it's such a good contest just because like it's not serious enough to like none of us take it like oh shit like it's olympic qualifier serious like we're just there yes it's a contest but we're all just like having fun with it like i can't even tell you how many tricks i learned in that jam session (laughs) just like being like fuck it i'm gonna try it like i'm just gonna go for it like um what did i learn I did like I was doing regular backside airs and at the time I had like back disasters really good. Like that was just like my go to. That's my favorite trick to do. Mm-hmm. I did a backside air and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna drop it into a back disaster and I'm just gonna go for it. Made it in the contest. <laughs> just like had never tried it before. I was like, I don't even know how I pulled that one up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When when you do your fives, do you do them backside or indie? How do you grab? Uh, backside, and I grab a mute. A mute, right? Yeah. Mute yeah, twist. Yeah. So you've done them both ways. You've done one grabbing backside, and you've done them grabbing mute. Um, I think I've. Or just only grabbing mute. Yeah, only mute. I definitely tried doing them um, grabbing backside, but just never could hold on to it. It just mm. always felt so awkward trying to like spin them that way. Yeah, it's more of a spin, and the mute is kind of more of the McTwist, right? Yeah, which is the way I've always done it. It's just like flipping over, just like I'm hucking it. <laughs> Fucking gnarly. Uh, talk a little bit about Hoopla. So once you started kind of like connecting with them, mm-hmm. who are the people that you're bonding with right out of the gates? And w- was there any trips? Um, what was that like? Yeah, we had so many good trips. We, like, still reminisce on, like, those days because those were, like, we talk about it now. Like, those were the days that, like, we had the best time. Um, When I first started, so it was Mimi and CB that kind of, like, ran the whole thing. They were the ones that were running it. Um, And then from there, Nora at the time was on it. So we started getting close then. Uh, Samaria came on. Alicia was on it uh nicole came on like we all started getting really close like that was the fucking crew (laughs) it still is to this day but we just went on so many trips like we'd go to woodward we would go up we filmed in sf like that was such a good trip that was really cool running around in like the fountain (laughs) being a chaotic kid remember samaria trey flipped the triple set in south city (laughs) I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just always been such a fucking beast when it came to like comes to skating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had so much fun. We would just mess around. We'd go out to dinners. Like we'd mob fucking Woodward all the time. <laughs> we would just go up there, especially for girls week. It'd be so much fun because like all mm. of the girls would be there, and we'd just be able to skate with everybody. And it was such a blast what was it like with um skating with dudes was there any weirdness or did it feel normal or like how how do you think it's been and then being on like the all-girl 
um, squad hoopla skating and like all girl events and then going to like Phoenix Am where you're skating with everybody. Like that's got to be a different feeling. Yeah. Um, I think just because of course, like when I first started skating, like there would be guys at like the skate park that would just give me shit. They're like, girls don't skate. Like you shouldn't be skating. Oh, they would. Yeah. Fully would just like fuck with me as like a seven, eight year old child. <laughs> They're like grown men. And I was like, whatever, blew it off because I didn't care. But when I started going to KTR and had like my friend group of guys, like it was mainly just guys that were there. There's one coach who was she was awesome I never really saw like it never really felt different I think it's maybe because I grew up with the guys I grew up skating with them and I was like this is just normal like this is just what I do and especially like competing against them like I compete against guys technically every day when I grew up with them like we always made it a competition like whoever makes the first backlit has to go and jump off of the roof or something into the foam pit <laughs> like <laughs> just like dumb shit like that but it was I always found it normal and of course like going and actually like at Phoenix Am and stuff like it was scary because it wasn't just like my guy friends and competing against it's a whole realm of just am. there's like 200 <laughs> good <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't have a chance but I'm gonna go in there and try my best uh-huh. it was it was so much fun though like it it pushes you so much to like try and keep up with the guys and being like no like I can do all the shit you're doing don't try and like talk bad on me but okay it was really fun. When I first met you at the contest, you were getting followed around by some uh, video cameras. I think it was the Disney Channel or something. Yeah, I did like a little Next X thing. I did Next X, and then I also did the uh, what was it called? Uh, the Make Your Mark. So the Make Your Mark was kind of just like the thing that they would run as kind of like a a longer commercial almost just like showing like different people like i hadn't seen it with many athletes at the time it was more just like singers and stuff oh they eventually came and like filmed me at like phoenix am and everything but the first thing that i think that kicked me off was doing next x with like disney xd it was me hey mana and these two beer metric kids and that's how i met bucky and that whole thing connected just like learning blunts with him and everything huh that was a lot of fun. So was that a documentary or no? Uh, that one was like an actual TV show. So like they made like a whole series. Like there were episodes of us like learning. We basically, they take four kids um, and pair them with like their idols, basically, when it comes to like their sport. So like I was with Bucky. Um, hey, Mono was with Rune. It was a really sick crew. We all just like would hang out backstage and or not backstage. We like skated at a park and then they had like trailers and stuff for us to like eat and hang out with. But and so you and Bucky would skate together and maybe he would like try to show you how to do things or something like that. Yeah, the whole thing was like you pick a trick and there your idol is going to teach you how to do it. So like I picked Blonde to Fakie because like at the time I was doing them but I was mainly like grabbing them and pulling them in and I was like I want to do it like legit so we learned how to do that well like we'll try it in the deep end a bunch and like took me so long <laughs> to make it in the deep end I mean I was like nine at the time wait like, the deep end at Bucky's 
No, not at Bucky's. Oh. I don't even remember what park we were at. Okay. It was one in California. I haven't been since, but it was it was really sick. I probably could dig deep and find it somewhere, but <laughs> did you skate Bucky's ever? Uh, I skated it once. That pool is massive. Thing is huge. <laughs> I remember so going to the bottom, going like, I don't know if I can run out of this. Thing. Right? <laughs> At the time, I was so small too. I like would have to like sit there and try and pump myself out of it because I could not run out of that bowl for um, what I, like could not. <laughs> so, what was the best part of that experience? Like filming with like Disney? Was it Disney or ESPN? Disney. Okay, what was the best experience and then what was the worst experience about that? Um it was all pretty fun. Like of course, like when you're doing TV stuff, like you're gonna do things like over and over again, or you're gonna have to like say the line that you were gonna say. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't it wasn't very scripted, or if it was like they were like this is like along the lines of what we want you to say, but like make it your own thing. Like it doesn't have to be to this T. So like you'd have to say stuff over and over again, but like that, that's just TV. (laughs) Like that's even if you were like filming a part in this or like an interview, sometimes you'd have to like say something over, but uh, I don't know. I never really had any bad experiences when it came to that stuff. Hmm. Like it's, this is like dark, but the only bad experience I maybe had was the fact that like whatever I was being paid from that was being taken by my biological mom. But other than that, I had a really good time. <laughs> oh, did you kind of stop skating for a little bit? Like, did you kind of like take a hiatus for a few years? Yeah, I kind of started when things with like my family really started to get bad um that's kind of when I took my step back just because I was working on getting emancipated and everything so I got emancipated but it took time to like go through the court process and leaving my parents house trying to find somebody to stay with getting like a real job like because I couldn't at that time whatever money I was making from skating I had a joint account with my biological mom so like And then eventually I had to open up a new one with like my grandma because I wasn't old enough to open one by myself. And I can't sit there and be like, listen, the whole reason why I need an account is because I'm, my money's being taken from me. Um, Mm. But yeah, I literally went and worked for UPS for like half of a year and just doing what in the warehouse. No, I actually was like a driver helper. So I'd like sit in the truck and help deliver like packages. It was actually really fun. <laughs> like for being like my first. Jagger like, Eaton, you got a box. <laughs> yeah, right? Just like running around, like delivering packages to everyone. Like no. you know, like who you're delivering to, which is really sick. But Wait, Was that in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that in Arizona. Once I finally got like fully emancipated, that's when I came here and moved to Texas with like my chosen family that like has taken me in, which is like my girlfriend's parents. They're incredible people just have like taken care of me throughout all of this. Um, uh-huh. Made sure like I had a really good support system. Right. Have you done any like therapy or anything like that? For sure. Yeah. That I helps a do. lot, right? Are you yeah. into it? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot to go through, especially as young as I did. Mm. Just like thinking, I think the hardest part was towards the end 
when, because my, my biological mom suffered like addiction of all sorts. So like that was like the main reason of why. Mm-hmm. So like I got to a point and why I originally started backing out from skating is because I was at home trying to take care of my siblings. Like she would leave. Like she, at that point, they were my parents were starting to get separated and she would just dip. Like she would just disappear for like days. And I just like thought that was normal because like that's just like what I grew up in. So I'd like be at home and people like Jagger and them would call me and they're like, hey, you coming to skate today? And I was like, no, I'm just going to stay home. Like, you know, <laughs> just like wouldn't tell them the full story. Mm-hmm. But, like we'll sit there and have to like, illegally drive a car to go pick up like my siblings and shit but or just like walk over there and like have to make sure that they get back going to like the the grocery store and spending like 20 bucks on like the little uh sopas packets like the soup because like that's all we could afford to like eat and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, so i definitely had to go through a lot of therapy for that just like trauma from having to deal with of course like the physically abusive part but also like mentally and physically like just it's such a bad situation to be in oh man um, i'm sorry about that yeah I, I i go to therapy every week it helps me so much i think everyone should even if you don't think you have problems i think it's such a great thing to just tell somebody that in your life that will never hold it against you and they're not going to judge you or you're not going to have to worry about worrying your mom or your friend or whatever. It's just this neutral person that you can just be like, Exactly. (laughs) Even if you're just going to therapy and just like talking about your day, like Mm -hmm. I, in the beginning, like that's kind of how I had to start it because I was so terrified to open up Mm -hmm. everything that happened. Um, But it's just like, as simple as that, having somebody who can just like listen, like right. if I'm not going to be like, oh well, I went through this today, <laughs> like so what? <laughs> yeah, but like they're just there to listen and give helpful advice, like if needed. Or it, it's I'm glad that I did it when I did. It helped a ton. So you're feeling a lot better in life right now than where you were, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And um, what? What's it been like the transition from Arizona to Texas? Um, it wasn't too bad, of course. After like I cut my hair and everything, and it was you definitely get a lot of looks, or I get a lot of looks out here just because like I'll talk to somebody and they'll like say he or like sir, like can I help you? And then I say something, and they're like, oh, your voice is really high pitched, like you're that's confusing <laughs> like i'm sorry it just because i cut my hair doesn't mean i turn into a man but <laughs> you know i also lived in a very conservative part of like fort worth okay. like dallas is very like open and not so yeah clean. austin's the best you need austin to get is so sick yeah that's my favorite are you california dreaming or are you thinking about returning to arizona or like i think i'm gonna i've never i think it's because of how often i'd go to california i've never been the person that's like i want to live there for the rest of my life but uh-huh. i think i'm gonna like just make the move because like all of my friends are out there mm-hmm. like especially during covid figuring out like damn like it has been miserable not being able to see my friends like at all, and especially yeah. with how safe I've been playing it 
just because I don't want to risk getting anybody sick. Like, especially, I don't know if you saw, but like when Mark passed away, like yeah. that hit heavy. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I went on a few trips with him. Like me and Mark were friends for sure. He's such a good guy too. Such but, a bummer. Yeah. Bummer. Just COVID, like just wear a mask. <laughs> That's like the only thing that you could preach. It like, doesn't even make sense to not. I know. It's not. And uh, just all the people that are out here saying, like, it's my right to not wear a mask. Like, yeah, you're saying it's my right to go fucking give somebody a virus that could kill them. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, sure. It's, it's like, your, it, right. It, it's your right to run a red light, too. You know, it's your yeah. right to whatever. It's just like, but be smart. Yeah. Just, like, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. Just stay indoors. Literally. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like wearing the mask. It gets me overheated and all that shit. But, like, if I'm going to be around people, there's no other. You just have to do it. It's like, come on. This sucks for everybody. You're not the only one, bro. It's not like we're just, like, picking people and being like, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. You have to wear a mask. Your life's so tough. Mine's great. Like, no, it all sucks right now, but we're dealing. Come on. You just influenced somebody. Speaking of that, in uh, California, mm-hmm. I seen like the COVID ramps, I'm calling them. Lizzie got a ramp. Nicole got a ramp. <laughs> like, it's like. <laughs> Everyone's either built a park in their backyard. Yeah done anything i mean there's so much shit to skate there if you lived like in oceanside or vista or somewhere in that area you can just bink around go to hawks go to all these people's houses tons of parks lots of it's best i love it down there not that big of an la fan i like my southern san diego county a lot better i felt bad i definitely the older i've gotten the more i've realized that like of course, like some seclusion is nice, maybe not COVID seclusion, but like just yeah. enough where like if you if I'm in my house, I don't have to hear anybody, but like I'm still like close to people I can go and be like, hey. Right. Like, yeah. Like, Dip in and out how you feel comfortable. Throughout all the years, did you ever skate a real mega ramp? I did. I went and skated Bob's. I made the gap, fell on the quarter pipe a few times. And no way. Yeah. Was it was scary? Bob's. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'd love to get back into skating mega at some point, like maybe even going and just like skating Elliot's or something. Uh-huh. It's always been like, I've always had such like a fascination towards it because it's so exhilarating almost. But. Des- describe the feeling after you land the gap. Like, are you going faster than you, n- you're going faster than you normally go at a, at a wall, right? Like, are you trying to slow down a little? Like what's, you like want, or at least when I was first doing it, because I didn't want to go super high. Not that I really, I mean, I was, I easily was at like 12 feet in the air. <laughs> really small, Just like trying to decompress. But the whole thing is like, you can't decompress on your way up too much because sometimes when you decompress, you pull yourself back out and you don't want to pull out when you're going on the quarter pipe of a mega ramp because if you fall to flat, like 12 feet in the air and then 23 feet down. Yeah. You Pat Duffy, Jake Brown, you see these guys and you're like, I don't want to do that. No, it's like that weird in between of where you don't want to pull out too much, but you don't want to pull out not at all because then you see the people who like clip their ankles or hit their shins or land on the deck of like 
the quarter. Like, so brutal. But mm. so much fun. You need to go so fast. <laughs> like, you're wow. <laughs> Do you change your setup when you do it? Like, are you riding a bigger board with tighter trucks? And yeah. You definitely, or I haven't seen it in so long that I don't know if other people are just, like, taking their normal setup now and just fucking cranking your, t- your trucks to be super tight. But I remember when I was young, like at that time I was riding like a seven, seven, five, um, mm. normally, but I rode like an eight, two, five on mega with mm. like 15 trucks. And I think I'd have an 11. <laughs> Just like a massive <laughs> board. It's like a cruiser taking a long board. Down yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's going on now is 2021. We're one year, pretty much one year into this COVID are, are we going to have the Olympics this year? I'm hoping so from like everything publicly or just internally that like I've been hearing is that they want to go like full force and figure it out, especially seeing that like other sports are kind of like making things happen. Like they're doing their. Like would they do it with no spectators? I think so. Just because that would make it the safest. It would kind of be the coolest, too. Then you get to go to Japan with no people. Like, it's an empty Japan. You're like, this is the best. (laughs) It would be a lot of fun, especially just at, like, the skate park. And I'm just ready for that, like, open ceremony. That would be sick. I just want to make it there. I just want to get there. (laughs) Uh And, And I don't really know. For you, what would the skating entail? Is there more than one event is there is there a there's park and there's street but no vert is that right yeah they didn't bring vert in or mega um just park and street i'm only skating street this year uh i wanted to go for both i had skated the world champs in 2019 for park made it to like semis but Going back to back with contests, especially like at that high like level, like you have to be focused and you have to be ready and like mm-hmm. keep healthy, like your body healthy. Um, it was a lot. I know like Jagger is doing it, and I think Zion tried or is for like has been. Um, it's mm. like props to them <laughs> for like keeping it going. It's just a lot, especially with like how chaotic the season has been. Mm-hmm. And all over, like you'd go from China straight to Brazil and then straight to somewhere else. It was brutal. So what's what's it like right now? Like, are you just on hold or is there tentative dates? Save the date. Like how what what are they telling you? We're kind of just on hold. Like we don't really know contest wise what necessarily is going to happen. Um is there a time frame? Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this month or whatever? I'm assuming, like, I, like, I don't even think that March would be. It's pretty soon. Yeah, but. Like, you got to get travel and, and lodging and all this stuff yeah, figured out, like, you know? Exactly. It's like, we just haven't heard anything when it comes to that. And it's mainly just because of COVID and people can't travel. Like mm-hmm. every country, and that's the whole thing with like Olympic qualifiers is you have to be able to host everybody. 
Like, it can't just be like the U.S. is in having a contest in the U.S. and everyone's supposed to be there, but we're the only ones skating. Like, that just mm-hmm. can't work like that. Um, when you're there, when it finally goes down, are you? Do you feel like you're going to look at this like another contest, or is it going to be a different thing? Is this something where you're going to put more pressure on yourself, and this is a big deal, or this is just like the X Games, but they call it the Olympics? I think I want to have very, like, of course, knowing, like, this is a massive platform. This is technically like the biggest contest you can do like you're literally going to represent your country which is crazy to think i more or less just want to go at it knowing that i worked my ass off did absolutely everything that i could and have fun with the experience because like it's a one in a lifetime opportunity to be able to go for like your country and especially like podiuming <laughs> would be right. that well it's the first skateboarding in the olympics too so you're like oh yeah the first one i was there (laughs) if if they do a good job i mean if they if it's a disaster it might not ever come back we don't know but uh i'm just thinking in your mind like silver at your first x games that kind of blew your life up in a way like major right that ain't shit. If you win the Olympics, it's going to be Wheaties. That's everything. The Wheaties box is coming. Fuck. That would be, right? That'd be so well, intense. I, I know I'm not alone, but I'm rooting for you 100%. You're fucking, you got this. I appreciate it. I'm really trying. I just want to go out there, do what I do, have fun with it. Of course, like, bring my typical mix of skating everything in there and will they have a setup similar like will they kind of tell you like this is what it's going to be like and then you can train or practice on things that are similar to that leading into it yeah i think we get the course layout soon Mm -hmm. i'm hoping maybe in like a couple months or so that's what i'm kind of assuming that it's going to come out um just because we do have to kind of know what we're about to go into. Uh, but in the same way, like X Games releases their courses, like maybe like a month prior. But yeah, I, I'm i just excited to one, see what it's going to be like. Like I'm making the assumption, like if it's an Olympic park, <laughs> like I'm assuming it's going to be sick as shit. Like mm-hmm. that's what I would hope. But I'm just excited. I'm excited to see it excited to hopefully make it (laughs) like i'm currently sitting on the team so i'm just hoping that we can go to japan like that's currently where yeah that's the main thing i mean have you traveled at all during this pandemic not really i went out for uh holidays to new york because that's like where uh mine and my partner's parents are living right now uh so we went out there for new york just like stayed there made sure we quarantined for we stayed there for like three weeks. So we had like the quarantine for two weeks and then had time to like be around them and hang out. But okay. And who are your sponsors? Right now I have Adidas really kind of holding it down. Just like hanging in there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, which boards? Like, no, not really. I've been 
trying to figure out how that's what all is going to go right now i'm just getting real boards just because like i've always loved their boards and stuff ebo or who who sends them to you uh nate nate nice nate's a good dude he's a good dude he is a good dude Which and then no trucks no wheels um, I get some stuff from Rhino when it comes to like indie and mob, which is sick. They've been hooking it up too. Uh, okay. Yeah, still just kind of skating the stuff that I've always liked, like not really being going after anything in particular, but just kind of being there. Like I don't really mind if I have to like go and buy a board or something because at the end of the day, I'm skating it. But I'm just going to skate what I like to skate and not what I used to do because of peer pressure from my biological mom. It was like signed contracts with people I did not want to sign contracts with. Oh, really? Okay. There's a lot of that would happen, especially like the opportunity of now being able to be on like the dream company I've always wanted to be on, which is like Adidas is nuts. And they're just, there's an incredible crew on their team. Oh yeah. Have you met Mark Gonzalez? Not yet. I'm like waiting for the day. That'd be so fucking sick. (laughs) (laughs) He is the best. He lives up to the hype. What about social media? Like, how do how do you deal with that? What what do you think about it? Are you are you on there? Like, do you have a formula? Like, I got to post once a day, or do you have a formula? Like, I got to stay off of it. Like, I'm so bad when it comes to social media, and not because I. Like, part of me hates the fact that, like, it controls everything, but also because I get so nervous about what I do post just because I've changed so much mm-hmm. since, like, when I first kind of started my career. And I really want to get to a point of where I can be very uh, open with, like, the people who follow me and just, like, creating not just, like, a platform that is like a gain for me, just like a place that can be fun and we could talk and just have conversations and kind of my whole, my whole reasoning behind like coming back to skating is I just want to be able to do what I love, give people the opportunity to do what they love and show them that like shit can be really hard. Like you can go through a lot of life shit, but if you have a good crew around you and you have some people that you can talk to, you can kind of, do what you want. What yeah, you use your support system, you know, surround yourself with good people. And when times are tough, you got you got your squad. And that's, I mean, Nora is a great person. I, I bet all you got to do is FaceTime her and you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, she's, I love watching her life um, vicariously. Like she's just Hawaii. I'm like so jealous. Right? <laughs> out there living the dream oh man do you think we're ever going to get a full alana smith video part well for sure that's like what i really want like i'm like kind of waiting for like everything to die down with like after the olympics yeah just because i don't want to get broke off and like my opportunity to like go to the olympics but like i've been dreaming of putting a part together for so long <laughs> just like making something that i can really be proud of and yes do it please we all want to see that for sure 
Well, I thank you for taking the time out and it's good catching up with you. You know, anytime I can be of any help to you just to reach out. I'm a big fan. I always talk to Mimi. Alana's the best. I love Alana. (laughs) It's always great seeing you at the contest. You always bring the good spirits and you skate amazing. Like it's just a pleasure always. I appreciate it. It's always me and hammocky and the miata will screw will we come cruising in uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love it so much so hammocky madonna into the foam pit done (laughs) (laughs) okay well stay safe and uh yeah reach out anytime and hopefully we'll see you sooner than later yeah i appreciate it thank you for having me yeah it's been cool really appreciate you and uh yeah. Um, good luck with everything too. I know it's not easy, but it seems like you're keeping a positive outlook and, and smiling and that's important. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cheers, kid. Cheers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased.